Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, Good Things wants to encourage you to go on an adventure in Mississippi. So head on over to visitmississippi.org to find out more. Today we get to find out more about the band The Dukes. It started back over 40, maybe even 50 years ago, and they have reunited. And now they're going to officially retire again. And joining us to share a little bit about their journey as a band is one of the original members. Bill Kitchens. Hey, Bill. Hey, Rebecca. How are you today? I am doing well. Okay, when did the Dukes, the band, originally form? Well, the band originally formed about the time the British invasion of bands started in the United States, which would be 1964. And um, we we were impressed with the Beatles. We had a neighborhood of about 14 or 15 boys and girls about my age, and we decided we'd uh, form a band to see if we could be the next Beatles, you know. We wanted to do, I want to hold your hand just as good as they did, so we just uh, got together. We had, you know, some members come, some go, didn't fit in, whatever, and then each of us, there were six of us, um, we were all self-taught, and... Um, that's when we started the Dukes back in 1964. What grade were you in, Mr. Bill? I was in, I was in, I was a, a, a started my sophomore year at Northeast uh, Mississippi Community College, and two of, the, two of the other guys were freshmen at Northeast, and the other three guys were seniors at New Albany High School. Did you have any instrument experience prior to creating the band The Dukes? Uh, no, ma'am. Not really. So you said you were self-taught. Which instrument did you did you pick up, Mr. Bill, and say, I'm just going to figure this out? Well, you know, uh, I don't know if I picked first or last or whatever, but I ended up playing the keyboard. My mother was a, a, a nice pianist, and she taught me a lot about chords and whatever, but as far as formal uh, piano lessons, I took six weeks one time in the sixth grade in the summer. And that was my only formal. I got through Thompson book number two, I think, and that was the extent of my uh, musical education. Three of the other guys actually played in the high school band, so they had some, you know, they could read music and whatever, but they played guitars, uh, which was not their band instrument, so everybody just sort of learned uh, on their own how to play. We didn't have YouTube then back to, you know, how you play this song. So um, everybody just started out reading chords, and then as time went on, we became proficient at uh, lead guitar, and uh, had a good drummer, and had a great uh, lead singer. And um, we began to play all over North Mississippi after about, we practiced about a year and a half, 
two or three times a week at a drummer's parents' house, and I'm sure they love giving up their Sunday afternoons to us teenagers, you know, making a lot of racket. But uh, we became fairly proficient uh, at playing music, self-taught, yes. So, Mr. Bill, how did the name The Dukes come about for you guys' band? Well, back back in the 60s, a lot of bands had, I guess you'd call them sort of royalty names, uh, the, the Kingsman, is what I recall off the top of my head, Queen, uh, a little bit later on. So we just thought we'd pick something sort of with a little royalty to the name, so we just, out of the air, came up with The Dukes. They had no rhyme and reason other than that. And it stuck. You guys gained in popularity. You mentioned you started playing gigs around North Mississippi in the late 60s. When did it click to you all that maybe, hey, we're not so bad. People are coming back to see us. We're getting a little attention. That's right. We, uh, um, I tell you, we, we, just, we just kept playing. We played, we played a lot of places around North Mississippi, like Chupin, Pontotoc, Oklahoma, Hot Springs, at Northeast, down in Philadelphia. From my good friend Dick Moffat's lived, Millsaps, and uh, several uh, fraternity and sorority parties at Ole Miss. So um, somebody liked us pretty well because they kept calling us back to come play, you know. So you guys and even. We played, we played. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say you got the opportunity to travel from Mississippi all the way to New York City to watch the Ted Mack show. I'm going to be honest, Mr. Bill, yeah. I'd never heard of the Ted Mack show before, but I'm going to assume that maybe it was a little bit before my time. Um, yes, just a little bit, Rebecca. I'm assuming you're less than 100. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the Ted Mack show was sort of like America's Got Talent today. And the Ted Mack show was on, it started out as Major Bowles' uh, amateur hour on the radio before television, and then Ted Mack was uh, part of his program on the radio, and eventually turned it turned it into a TV show called the Ted Mack Amateur Hour. I don't recall the year, the year that it ended, but if you wanted to see the Dukes perform on the Ted Mack show in 1960, or the 60s, Five, but it was aired in January of 66. You can go to YouTube and just put in the Duke on the Ted Mack show, and you can see our performance. How was that? Was so, it exciting? Were you nervous? How did you travel together? Sort of explain it to us. Well, <laughs> that, that's an interesting part of the story. Um, to bring it up to, to the date, to the trip to New York City, uh, sort of how we got in there, this, this would be in the fall of 65, the, the Dukes participated in the talent contest at the Union County Fair in August of 65, and we'd also been on WMCT-TV out of Memphis on a talent show, you know, just sort of a Saturday uh, youth talent show. But uh, we, won, we won the uh, talent contest at the fair in 1965, and... I guess that sort of built our egos up a little bit. So we said, well, why not let's enter the Mid-South Fair, uh, Mid-South Fair Youth Talent Contest in Memphis at the Mid-South Fair? So uh, my mother was, was a big publicity person for us, and she, she found out how we could enter the uh, Mid-South Fair Talent Contest. So we got in that. That would be on, in September of 65. 
And uh, there was over a thousand participants. It's hard to believe that many kids from the mid south participated, and they were representing 140 different towns and cities in the mid south area. And uh, it was like a, a six day competition to get everybody. No, it was in different groups, like vocal group, a band group, um, other type of act, dancers, whatever. So it took six days to get everybody through and advance all the way to the finals. So we won our original. Uh, we won the original uh, round, preliminary round, I guess is the proper term. Uh, there was only 28. And then on the day after that, or two days later, on September 30th, we participated in the semifinals. And lo and behold, we did not win. Well, you know, sometimes you can't win them all, but that'll set you up for something greater, right? That's, that's right, yeah, because... Uh, the MC for the finals, which we did not make, was Ted Mack. And he already had this amateur hour on television going. And uh, he hosted the uh, finals. But for all of us that did not make the finals, they had uh, talent scouts there from the Ted Mack show. And they interviewed, I don't know how many of us that did not win, to pick out about 60 acts that were going to be invited to come to the Ted Mack show. Not all the same day, but, it, you know, over several weeks. Um, they first told us we were going to go to California. We were going to be on television in California. We were excited about that. But uh, before it got around to us, they, they changed the venue to New York City. Had you ever so, been to New York City prior to this opportunity, Bill? That's been my one and only time to go to New York City. I, I don't think I left anything there, so I don't know. I'm going back to find it. <laughs> but it, it was an awesome trip. If you can only imagine 16 to 18 years old going to New York City. We, it was an eight-day trip. Um, guess what? We rode the train from Memphis to New York City, to Grand Central, it took 30 hours each way. So that was, that was quite the adventure. You know, the train stopped by there. Little pig trail town, between here and there. And uh, we picked up some of uh, some of my members' cousins that made us in, in Washington, D.C. Mr. Bill, we're going to pause you there. We're going to enjoy some music by the Dukes. It's going to take us out of good things. And then we're going to Thank pick you. up your story coming up next. So hang tight.
If recent hailstorms have invited lurk to leak into your home, call the experts at Watkins Construction and Roofing to find out what is lurking in your roof. Our rapid response roof team will be on top of your roof as soon as the next business day with a complimentary, honest assessment of your roof's condition and offer solutions to keep your home and family safe. Say goodbye, lurk the leak. Call Watkins Construction and Roofing today at 601-966-8233 or visit losetheleak.com. What do you have to lose but your leak? This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Bloodstadt, south of Germantown High, Calloway's has an outstanding selection of your favorite trees, shrubs, color plants, and bagged and bulk soils. Everything for your outdoor living. Large shipments of outdoor patio furniture have arrived. Calloway's showroom and warehouse are full. We have the largest in-stock selection in the South. Callaway's has plenty of large rolls of pine straw, and we offer quantity pricing. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm-fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoors and outdoors? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Callaway's Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden, that's what Callaway's is. Philium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Pillium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. Have you heard? Trust Care Kids is transforming children's health care. From newborn care and routine appointments to urgent care available seven days a week, we provide the best care and the best experience for you and your child. Like our jungle-themed rooms, filled with interactive screens and games. Your child will be comfortable and you'll be confident in the care. Schedule your appointment at TrustCareKids.com. Trust Care Kids. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Same. And to start things rolling, we have seven high school and college students from New Albany, Mississippi. These fellows are known as the Dukes. There's a lot of good things to do in Mississippi, so go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. Today we're finding out more about the long run of the band, the Dukes. You just heard of their showing there at uh, the Ted Mack Show back in, you said, Mr. Bill, 1964? 1964, Rebecca, yes. Uh, 
All righty. And you are one of the original members. And I know that you guys had your run. So the first run of the Dukes, I mean, you had your moment there at the Ted Mack show, which I know had to be a lot of fun. Did anything come out of that other than just gaining more popularity? Did you win that show or get a record deal or something? Well, when we came back from New York, we were sitting on the sideline a little bit, just expecting the phone to ring. And we were going to get the invited to be, you know, do some recording, be the next Beatles. But gosh, Rebecca, that really didn't work out. We did go to Memphis and do some uh, studio recording and uh, talk with some record folks there with Arbell Records. I don't know if they even exist anymore. But um, we did some demos and that sort of thing, but it, it never really uh, got much bigger than that. And, you know, after a couple more years of playing, we became the age, uh, some of us are getting married and going off to college, the younger guys, whatever. Uh, and some of us want to play a different type of music, so we formed another band. So uh, the Dukes broke up after about three years, I suppose, or somewhere around 1968. So you guys so kind of dissolved, went in your own way, but then you found each other. Is it 40 years later? Is that the story, Mr. Bill? Yes, uh, we're sitting here one day 40 years later, and Miss Jill Smith is director of the uh, Union County Heritage and Histor- Historical uh, Museum called me and asked, would the Dukes consider getting back together and doing a reunion concert to uh, benefit of the museum? And some of the guys didn't want to, and some, some of us did, and Miss Jill had gone through the National Archives and it got a CD of that performance that you... Uh, Saw yourself on the Ted Mack show. And um, we all got together one night, and she showed the DVD of us uh, playing on the Ted Mack show. And we sort of got fired up, and finally everybody agreed to uh, to play. Some of the guys thought, yeah, we'll play a couple of songs. Well, we ended up doing a two-hour concert, and it, it was the biggest one-night uh, event at the Magnolia Civic Center here in Yomni uh, since it has been open. So we were very proud of that. It seemed like everybody our age came to to relive our youth, if you will, in that 40-year-old reunion concert. It was a huge success, Rebecca. So it's been four decades since you guys had played together. So what kind of music was on your lineup for, you know, the uh, for the celebration? Did you throw it all the way back to 1965? Did you throw in some new stuff that had, you know, come out since you guys took your break? Like, what were you playing? We played 1964, 1965 music just like we did 40 years prior. Uh, we added nothing that we hadn't played back then. So um, it was a nostalgic <laughs> event that night. And um, I've got pictures of the crowd there. Then it was just uh, a packed house. Uh, the Marshall wasn't able to put any more in there. We had to turn people away. And it was a, it was just a great evening that uh, Mr. Joe Smith had put, you know, put together for us. They had a projector going, showing the Dukes on the Ted Mack show and some other uh, memorabilia-type uh, pictures and films from uh, back in the 60s on some screens. By this time, Mr. Bill, I would assume you've got kids, you've got grandkids of all of the bands yep. of the Dukes band members coming out to see their grandparents rocking and rolling. What was it like to have your exactly. extended family watch, you know, something you loved maybe at their age? Yes, I, I mean, 
Our lead singer didn't participate in, in this reunion thing, but the other five did. And everyone had, you know, a lot of family there. Uh, our drummer's dad, Mr. Grover Moore, uh, he, he accompanied us as a chaperone on this trip to New York City. And uh, we, we recognized him and Miss Jill Smith from the museum. And Miss Ann Daniels, who uh, used to be our house mother, we had a we had a building called a community house here. And in my day and age, we had dances there quite often in the summertime, and had regional bands uh, come in some as far away as Jackson, Mississippi. Can you believe that? Played here in the Albany Forest in the summertime, especially. So we had we had music and dancing in our lives. I bet there's somebody out there, Mr. Bill, that would dance along with you. And then that kind of spurred you guys to continue to play some more. But I hear that maybe you're wrapping things up officially for the Dukes again at the yes, end of yes, July. Yes, Tell yes. us about that. Yes. Well, this, this week is uh, we're going to have a farewell uh, uh, Appearance this Friday night at Rafters here in the Albany, uh, a music and food venue has been gracious to let us play. And this, this is going to wrap us up this time. We've played for uh, almost 16 additional years since that reunion concert back in 07. Um, two, of the, two of the original members have passed away since that reunion concert. Uh, three more have just retired. So I was the only original guy still playing, and um, gosh, I've got to meet a lot of, of, I call them famous blues guys here in town uh, because I kept playing and just had the opportunity to meet a lot of different folks in the the music business. But let me tell you one thing about, one last thing, if I can get this in, about our trip to New York City on the train. Uh, The train ride was 30 hours. Now, the only... And we, we did not have a sleeper car, so it was in just a club car, you know. The only thing that made it terrible, there were 25 teenage girls from the Martha Scott Dancers out of Memphis that also participated in the uh, Mid-South Fair that got invited to come to the Ted Mack show. And uh, we all went on the same car to get cheaper rates and whatever. So the girls made it a little more entertaining than if it just been us boys on this trip. <laughs> You know, God works in mysterious ways, Mr. Bill. <laughs> yes, it does. And, and we, we had four days in New York City prior to the Ted Max show that we got to see the sights. You know, some of the Statue of Liberty and the Radio City Music Hall and the Empire State Building. And we got to see two Broadway shows. I can only remember one. It was Hello, Dolly, with Kira Channing as the star. So I guess that was our culture part of the trip. Well, it sounds like you've had an incredible run over the last, I'm trying to do the math, it feels like 60 years with your love of music. I know the Dukes will be retiring at the end of July, coming up this weekend, but will you keep playing on? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I do sit in with another band or two from Memphis that comes down here and play, but I I don't know if I continue uh, in a long term or not. Um, Some folks think I'm getting too old to do this, so I'm be 76 in October, but I still love to play, so we'll see. 
I think you will continue to play as long as you want to play, Mr. Bill. I would say keep playing, finding someone to dance with on the dance floor, and keep moving as long as you're able to get up and sort of do it. And if we're able to come out this weekend, how do we find where you'll be for that farewell uh, concert? Well, we're going to be at Rafters Food and Music. It's on Bankhead Street in New Orleans, close to the hospital. So anybody knows where the uh, Union County Hospital is, they, they can find rafters. It's, uh, it's a great little venue. And then you are, do, does the Dukes have their spot in the museum? Tell us where we can come find you if you do. Um, we did have the display some time ago. I don't know if it's still up. Uh, it still rotates a lot of uh, displays right now. I know they're working on a one for athletics, athletes out of Union County that have gone on to be, um, you know, we've got some World Series baseball guys here that's got the rings and, and different things. So I know she's working on a, a sports exhibit right now. Um, so I don't know if we're still, still up on the wall anywhere or not at the museum, but they can tell you about us if you want to go by there. And Mr. Bill, what's your favorite song the Dukes ever played together? Well, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> the favorite song we ever played. Or one of the most requested. Um, maybe Money by the Kingsman. The best things in life are free. But I need some money. <laughs> sounds like good titles to me. It sounds like a great run, too, with good friends. I love that you guys found each other after 40 years and kept going. Mr. Bill, it's been such a pleasure, and best of luck to your show this weekend, and please keep in touch. All right, Rebecca, thank you all for having us on uh, on the radio today. And just FYI, I do listen to several of your different uh, radio hosts during the week. I'm out riding around in my old truck, so uh, thank you all for being on there, okay? Well, we appreciate you listening, Mr. Bill, and we're going to leave us out uh, here on Good Things with a little bit more of the Dukes, so stick tight. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly sunny with showers and thunderstorms, high near 94. Tonight, a slight chance of rain, low around 75. Your Tuesday, a slight chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 95. And for your Wednesday, sunny skies and hot, high near 98. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. Hello, Mississippi. This is Dr. Gary Jones, CEO of Vantage Health Plan. Back in 1994, I started Vantage with a group of local doctors who believe that patient health, your health, is our top priority. That's why Vantage makes it easy for you to get the care you need with quality, affordable health insurance that puts you first. I know it's not what you usually expect from a health plan, but now you can. Visit VantageHealthPlan.com for more information. Vantage Health Plan, the freedom to live a healthy life. Ladies, be your own first responder. Strong women own at least one firearm. They know how to clean it, store it, and see it for what it is, a tool that can protect her family. It's an act of love, so act today. 
Boondocks Firearms Training Academy has classes open for you and your loved ones, teaching firearm use and safety. Boondocks welcomes all levels of experience. Memberships available now, so like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or visit us at boondocksfta.com. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies, ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home, because we hate termites more than you do. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet Boom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry, Spill Kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. C Spire is giving back to the state through their tech movement. Their PR manager, Scott Parento, says they championed legislation last year to require K-12 computer science education. Uh, we committed a million-dollar fund from our C Spire Foundation to help get that teacher training por- uh, portion of the initiative jump-started. Um, that's ongoing currently. The first middle schools uh, kind of coming on board this school year, this 2022-23 school year. Um, once we get the middle schools up, elementary schools, uh, and then the high schools will follow there, uh, the 2024-25 school year. These programs will eventually allow students to work the kinds of high-tech jobs that Parento says it's been a challenge to fill. And as Greenwood LaFleur Hospital faces a possible closure unless an affiliation with UMMC is reached, the hospital CEO has announced he'll be stepping down effective immediately. In a memo sent to employees and medical staff, Jason Steadley said that his decision to resign is imperative for the betterment of the hospital. Here in Seaspire Country, the best network anywhere is all around you. It's up on our towers, where blazing fast 5G is turning your smartphone into a superphone. It's under your feet, where we lay gigabit fiber to make the internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs, and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to Seaspire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead. Down trees and limbs contacting power lines can lead to power outages. If you are a homeowner, don't get stuck in the dark. Let Taylor Power Systems protect your home against outages with a standby power generator. Financing is now available. Call Taylor Power Systems today at 601-932-5674 to discuss the right standby generator for your home. 
You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. wants to remind you there are some great things to do in Mississippi. We've got plenty of events, plenty of unique places to visit, so go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. Don't forget Sports Talk Mississippi, which is coming up next after Good Things. They will be live at the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta for the 2022 SEC Media Days starting today. You can hear from coaches, the newsmakers, the newsbreakers as they count down to the start of the 2022 SEC football season. Some of you are like, woohoo! So that's Sports Talk Mississippi coverage of the 2022 SEC Media Days. It is presented by Gin Till Apparel. Visit gintillapparel.com to check out their full line of sportswear, including the collegiate collection for Ole Miss and Mississippi State. So it's going to be a a, a good time uh, there. Speaking of apparel, no, we didn't get the memo, but you and I, Rhino, showed up as twinsies, as Twinkies today. Got the baby blue on. We got the baby blue on. If you're over at supertalktv.com, you'll see. That did make me think of collegiate apparel. Do some of you really look at the upcoming season as like an opportunity to refresh your fan wardrobe? I mean, you know, not being one who attends a lot of games or did, but also under the idea of the colors were the same as they were last year but hey i've got a husband who definitely feels the need to have new digs for any upcoming kind of season and so i just thought about that i was like huh i wonder if they're like you know what i gotta get a new polo i gotta get a new lady tee i gotta get the kids obviously they grow and so you may have to get a different size for them but i think it depends on the the level of fandom you have i mean if you're a casual fan you might only have one or two pairs mm-hmm. of of actual apparel that are the official colors that are with got, got the little holographic sticker on them so they're licensed and all that so if you're a casual fan and you're planning on attending a game you've seen the the schedules they release now where they have specific colors you're supposed to wear if you're sitting in specific areas so that you can have you can have the stripe out in the stadium or you can have the lower bowl and the upper bowl in different colors i feel like i would fail you i wouldn't look at the detail and so on tv you would have this great say we'll take southern miss colors gold strip and then there's Rebecca, probably in like bright pink, <laughs> right in the middle of it. And it would be like, oops, sorry. I do feel like someone would come and say, hey, throw this over on top of your 
neon negative Nancy shirt over here and be a part of the gang. You're just sitting in there feeling the peer pressure to go to the merch <laughs> stand and buy a shirt. It's it's all part of their it's all part of their plan for sure. But hey, I think whatever gets you excited or gets you into the season. I do feel though, sometimes the merch is like great gift ideas. So don't go buy all of it yourself. Allow some of us to think of birthdays and Christmas and the holidays where we can update or reward or you know sort of find find that way someone who doesn't buy a whole lot of new shirts because his arms are so big is the rock gosh you know it's hard for him to find something that will fit those biceps which is probably why he doesn't wear many things with sleeves if you have ever noticed but if you work that hard for those biceps you probably would want them to be shown as well yeah if you've ever seen him on in social media sharing pictures of his quote-unquote cheat meals Mm -hmm. that he has you know you have to work out like a maniac to be able to cheat with those meals that he because they are great like he'll have a stack of 12 pancakes and that's a side and then it's like all the bacon in the world with all the syrup in the world and then of course he's washing it down with his very own tequila or if he's got sushi he has like 700 rolls sitting in front of him which if you're on a budget you're going wow so i'm not on that level of sushi buying because that's like a whole month's budget of being able to go out to eat and you know in one meal but he's not worried about that and if you're wondering why we're talking about the rock well if you were anywhere in central mississippi this past weekend he was all over the news feeds everywhere he was also in the good things facebook group he came to jackson to come to jackson state i guess he is the recent owner or purchaser of the xfl i want to say he's one of the the biggest public facing faces of it i think there may be some investors in the background but i mean it's the rock he's he's a pretty good name to have on your brand and I can't remember the town in Mississippi that he's also connected to, but we all we did a great story about him giving a brand new car to a friend of his back that helped him out big way back in the day. Um, so I feel like he's got an affinity for Mississippi anyway. I think it's any, it's cool anytime someone like that comes down and takes part in whatever we're doing here. And That's his friend Bruno yes, in Walls, Mississippi. Correct. And um, that brought good light to walls as well as to the character of The Rock and remembering where he came from. And so it'll be interesting to see if maybe someone from Jackson State called his eyes or his attention. You may know that. I'm sure they'll dive into that, too, at Sports Talk. But but to know that, you know, they're coming down and looking around, I think, is um, good publicity is always good publicity for this area. And, you know, stardom like that brings it. It will be interesting to see how they do the XFL this time around, because... If that name sounds familiar, it's because you might remember the first go-around with the XFL, which was started by another person connected to wrestling, Vince McMahon, who I think he recently stepped down from running things at WWE, but he's been in charge of that side of wrestling for years. And he started XFL years ago as a competitor to the NFL. Which is like you have to give him props for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like you're you going be for bold. the big goal. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm going to take – you're already – you're already a you know a, a full steam engine ahead, and I'm just going to try to derail you because I can. I just feel like some of the rule changes they made in the original iteration, I have no idea what the rule changes are going to be for the new iteration. But the original iteration, one of the, the craziest rule changes was at the beginning of a football game, you have the coin toss. The captains come out to the field, shake hands, the ref goes over it and flips the coin, call it heads or tails, and then pick which, all that kind of stuff. The XFL, they just put the ball at midfield and had a player from each team 
run out there and get it. And whoever got the ball, that team got the ball. Kind of like it. Or I was thinking, you know what, we could take this in a good things route and be like it's an axe throwing competition, right? They just throw in some he-man movements, some strong man stuff in the middle of it where you want to get the, you want to win the coin toss? Can you see who can, you know, pick up the biggest whatever and chunk it over their shoulder however many times. And But that's very, that's very wrestling like. I mean, that's kind of, uh, it would bring a little flavor to the oh, game. Oh, yeah. For sure. And the players, like usually in football, your your name is on the back. I, again, I don't know anything about the new one, but the old one, you could pick your name. So you, everybody had nicknames on like their jersey. Like your mama. <laughs> I, I think the most famous one was He Hate Me. Well, and then you'd get, especially if they limited it to like characters for like a tweet or for a license plate. Because How do you call a game if somebody's just got emojis <laughs> as their name? <laughs> Well, you know, you've been driving down the road and you see, you know, it's Winky a personalized Face peace sign throws for 75 yards. <laughs> you know, it's a personalized tag and you about wreck sitting there trying to figure out what the what it actually reads to. And you're going through all the different possibilities, you know, in your head. And then if you get someone in the seat next to you, now we're fighting over, you know, what it's saying or how you say it or if you sort of spread it out or space it out, which I feel like you had to work hard to come up with some combination of letters and numbers to get anywhere near what was already taken or you just wanted to screw with people's heads and kind of throw something together that only you know what actually what it's actually supposed to supposed to read or say i love these ideas i think i will be rooting for the xfl and all the extra entertainment that could come along with it although you do feel sorry for folks who would put their well, being on the line for not a joke, but then also look at wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. How do you say it? Wrestling. It's wrestling, but they, where did wrestling come from? Uh, it's kind of considered a pejorative. Big word on a Monday morning uh, afternoon. It, you're being mean when you say wrestling, but it's all kind of in good fun. Some I feel like tomato, tomato, wrestling. It just some if you come from a certain it just yeah. Rolls. If you've got a certain dialect, it makes sense. Well, that means. And, in the South, wrestling has been a big deal because you think of wrestling nowadays. You've got the two big ones. You got the big one and the the growing one. You got WWE and AEW. You go back in time. You had WWF before they got the lawsuit with the wildlife people and with the with the panda <laughs> logo and the WCW. Before that, you really didn't have these nationwide big name wrestlers. They were local. You had the the king of the ring, Jerry Lawler, in Memphis with Memphis Wrestling. You had regional wrestling in Florida and in Texas. And it was just different regional pockets that all kind of got conglomerated into what became WWF and then WWE. The only thing I remember is my best friend's daddy was obsessed with it and her brothers. And walking back and forth in her house and seeing, I guess, high school boys throw up the Diamond Dallas Page diamond and have like the little whatever <laughs> i think that was you... the more family friendly hand gesture from wrestling in those days yes so i feel like we all have even if you didn't sit in front of the tv and actually indulge in it there are memories that are attached to that for the 80s and 90s kid for sure it was a big deal with hulkamania and the macho man and all that you know what else is a big deal is when you're dog leaves your house and you think he's lost and he comes back because he won something little stud we'll talk about that headline and more coming up next
Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Hi, I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. For more than 27 years, we've been selling and servicing Exmark mowers here in central Mississippi. Whether you have a city lot, a country estate, or a large institutional property, Exmark has a mower to fit your needs. I invite you to come by and check out all of what Exmark and Frederick's has to offer. With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment serving you since 1993. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our always safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for the Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by Trust Care, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. This is the closing agri-market report for the Super Talk Agri-News Network. I'm Bob Sullender. Stocks have taken a tumble from early morning highs. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 97 to 31,191. The Nasdaq is down 59 to 11,389. And the S&P 500 is down 19 to 38,45. From the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton closed up 429 to 93. March cotton closed up 444 to 89,29. At the Chicago Board of Trade, August soybeans closed up 31 and a quarter to 14,97 and a quarter a bushel. September soybeans closed up 37 and a quarter to 13.96 and three quarters a bushel. December corn closed up seven to 6.10 and three quarters a bushel, and March corn closed up six and a half to 6.16 and a half a bushel. At the Mercantile, August live cattle closed up 70 cents to 135.62. October live cattle closed up a buck five to 140.60. August live feeders closed up 32 cents to 176.67, and September live feeders closed down a quarter to 179.42. For the Super Talk Agri News Network, I'm Bob Sullender. You know that nowadays more people are cutting the cord, ditching traditional cable and satellite television, and instead just streaming everything. With Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's over-the-top advertising, you can get your business seen on streaming TV. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. 
get stored grain insect protection without the hassle of tank mixing. Central Life Sciences introduces two new products. Gravista Insecticide, a three-in-one product with an adulticide, an insect growth regulator, and a synergist to provide long-term control of problem-stored grain insects. Looking for rescue treatments or for short-term insect control solutions? Look no further than the new Sentinel Synergized Insecticide. To learn more, contact your local distributor or visit bugfreegrains.com. Go beyond the headlines on Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 here on Super Talk Mississippi. Upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Laying Plenty or Mississippi Getaway. Everything you need to know is over at visitmississippi.org. Don't forget you can get more of Super Talk. In fact, you can get all of your favorite Super Talk shows in podcast form. You can also get many um, sports shows that you don't get on air in podcast form. So you can search for Super Talk wherever you listen to podcasts and hit subscribe all the way down. Don't forget, too, I've got a new one out with my friend and actress, Amia Edwards. It is Tired of the Wait. It is a wellness-centered, focused uh, podcast. So even if that is not your jive, you're like, don't take away my milkshake and fries, Rebecca. That's fine. We don't, but I hear you. But if you do have someone in your life that is on that wellness journey, I would love for you to just give them a little nudge to to subscribe and listen to at least give one or two episodes a good go. We've gotten great feedback from a lot of ladies specifically. There are some of you gentlemen who have enjoyed it as well, so you are definitely welcome. But I will be fair and say it does lean towards the ladies just a little bit more, and we would love for you, for you to share that and spread the word. They can find it, too, wherever they listen to podcasts or over at supertalk.fm slash shows uh, and tired of the wait will will pop up there as well um one headline that i did see that's still coming out uh, we're gonna get to the dog but i did want to say kudos to Ole miss for truly never winning a party never losing a party never losing a party yes correct you won this one you won the big thing too but you also won this one and so there's been plenty of coverage of the college world series we know that Ole Miss uh, brought home the bacon but they also brought home the jello shots and I love that this kind of spiraled or snowballed in the best way possible so apparently Ole Miss fans had a grand total of 18,777 jello shots at Rocco's taking down the record set by Mississippi State in 2020 in fairness, that rivalry and relationship there, they could have had 35,000 Mississippi State, and the number was already there to beat. Ole Miss was going to come in and do 35,000 and one. That's just how it works. And if the universe allows any other Mississippi team to be back in Omaha next year, you can guarantee that the 18,777 jello shots will be that record will be broken again by by Mississippi. So that's just kind of how we roll here and I love it. I think it's part it's part of it. So it's going to be testy at Rocco's during the, <laughs> the postseason next year cuz they're going to be watching with bated breath. Yes. All right. 
is it is it going to be one of these Mississippi teams? Do we need to go ahead and stock up? S- stock up because it's going to get it's going to get serious. And it got serious because for good reason. Not only was the competitiveness there, but then it it added to the fact that uh, it went for a good cause. And so Rocco's donated thirty seven thousand five hundred fifty four to support the Ole Miss Grove Grocery, which was established back in twenty thirteen to help alleviate food insecurity among people on campus. And I just think that's um, that's really cool. And so. I can't S Slurp S L R R R P was the Jello shot supplier for Rocco's. They threw in an additional nine thousand sixty dollars. So Ole Miss's um, Ole Miss Grove Grocery got a total donation of forty six thousand six hundred fourteen dollars. Which you guys have no idea how how far that will go on a on a campus uh, food bank like that. So even though you probably would have still showed up and did the same amount of Jello shot purchasing. It, regardless, I think it's really cool that they tied like a good thing, a good thing to it. Now I'm curious how much a, one of the Jello shots cost. I think there were four bucks a pop. Four, wow, inflation done hit the bar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, of all the areas that inflation has hit, why couldn't it have been four dollars a Jello shot back in my day? I would. <laughs> it wouldn't have. It wouldn't have curved my spending. It would have just have limited my consumption. <laughs> Uh, with all of that, but that uh, that definitely can add a little fun to to something that's going on. Um, that's why back in college we just made ours; we didn't buy them. Yeah, for sure. Chris in Oxford said, "I bet people around the country were saying those folks from Mississippi need alcohol rehab." Well, you know, better. There's people in like Wisconsin or Michigan going, "Our team is awful, but if we ever get there, we're whipping y'all." Yeah, <laughs> and then too, I mean. There were probably so I don't know. Okay, so how did it work? Did you were you purchasing them for each team? Yes. Like in honor of each team. So yeah. When you bought them, you said which team to go on the board, and they kept up with all the different teams that were in Omaha competing against each other so, and the record. You know, uh, bandwagon fans had to also catch on. Like once you start getting down, if you're going to be there for the rest of the week, it's like okay, we got dibs on you know, Ole Miss or Mississippi State or, you know, whatever it was any given year. So I'm just trying to make Mississippi feel better about the future of their liver and their kidneys and all that. For Well, if I'm not mistaken, there were several rounds bought for the place. So, I mean, even if you were just standing there, somebody went up to buy like a thousand Jello shots at once and then hand them out to whoever wants them, that kind of stuff. I know I didn't get to the dog headline. We'll save that happy tale for tomorrow. But you got plenty more coming up next with the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi. Remember, they're live on location there in Atlanta for uh, the SEC Media Day. Should be a good time. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Good things Talk Mississippi Media Production.